if you structure the ownership correctly, it is illegal for a bank to call the loan due, which means you're protected by federal law if you understand the intricacy of the Garden St. Germain Act, but it is only valid for single families, duplexes, triplex, and quads. Only residential property. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. My name is not Francesco Galluccio or Gabriel Adaish. It is Marco Kozlowski, and welcome to, again, Big Fat Real Estate Checks. We're going to have a lot of fun today. This is the third of a series on debt takeovers, on the opportunity that is now in the marketplace that is a repeat of the cycle that actually got me started. And that's kind of why I'm very excited because 22, 23 years ago when I first got into the business, this is the market cycle that was going on. And I'm pretty excited because I've waited 23 years for the same cycle where interest rates are going up. Equity that's been created over a, the inflationary time and cheap money has slowed down significantly and now actually is stalling and going backwards, eroding the equity that people have uh, captured in the short period of time. And anyone that really needs to sell is going to be forced to uh, sell the property at a discount because there are fewer buyers because of the high interest rates. I'm basically recapping what we've done over the last two episodes. And if you understand the mortgage cycles and when to step into those cycles, that knowledge and the application of that knowledge will uh, make you very wealthy very quickly. In fact, the property that I'm living in right now, I bought by taking over debt. I did not create the debt. Someone else created the debt, very low interest rate, stepped into it and, um, yeah, and uh, I'm going to be doing it again and again and again. So I've been waiting quite a bit of time to be able to do that. So we're going to talk about it's possible and not only possible, you should take over other people's debt if you do it responsibly. It's just like drinking or anything else. You have to do it uh, responsibly if you are not careful and you could hurt yourself or as I said, corrected myself in the last episode worse help other people but actually hurt other people which is the opposite of what we're trying to do so we're not going to give you the the details that i'm delighted to give you but it would have to be on a more in a class environment where i can really make sure that step by step you have and understand all the steps what has to be said the disclosures and how to do this without putting yourself or your uh, counterpart in a lot of hot water okay so let's talk about that takeover, can it be taken over? Why? Let's get into it. Gabe, I'm going to let you start this time because we're going to make this a short episode. I was like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Well, when we're talking about taking over debt, the first question that I'm always asked, and I don't know about you two, but I feel like it's probably going to be the same is, well, can you really do that? Or is it legal? Is yeah. it legal? Can yeah, they say, forget about it. You can't do that. Exactly. Hey, hey. hey. So... The answer is it is legal and you actually have to go back in time in order to see the reason why this was made. Oh, is that why you're wearing that t-shirt? Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, you just, you have to go back in time, so, back, back to the, the future, future, legendary. It's very yes, intentional, it's very, very intentional. intentional. It's so intentional, yes. it's coincidental and accidental, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, or is it, or is it subconsciously? Okay, we're back in time. Are you sure? Yeah. We're good? We're good. Yeah, we're going to go back in time. So in the last episode, Marco discussed how there was equity swaps for the mortgage, mortgage swaps, forgive me. In a time where there was extremely high inflation, where interest rates were ridiculously high, uh, we feel they're high now, but they were like three times as high back then. 
And what happened is that at that point, so in the 80s, and I don't know if you guys have an exact date for the Garn St. Germain Act. 86. 86, the Garn St. Germain Act came into law. And basically, that act is what now allows you or gives you a way to be able to step into other people's debt. And this is going to apply only to residential properties, if you will. Uh, this does not work for commercial properties. So we're looking at anything that's under five units. It's 82, I'm 82, sorry. 82 it is. I yeah. should remember this. My brother was, was born thinking, 82. Yeah, yeah it's the Saint Germain. That's when Italy won the World Cup. Sorry. 82. Paolo Rossi. Yeah. 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 Uh, Isn't that when uh, the Leafs won? No, the Leafs won. Oh, no, no, that's way back before in the that. 60s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was no yeah. color TV. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so essentially that act has, it permits the, I guess, the same system of mortgage swaps, but it's got to be done under careful consideration and you have to follow the steps very carefully. It's uh, not easy, but the point that it's, they're simple steps, but they're not easy to perform. So essentially well, that's kind of the historic lesson behind why these exist. Why did the Garden Act actually come into effect? So, Frank, I was going to uh, say the banks probably didn't they didn't like it. They knew people were doing that. And if you listen to the previous episode, a mortgage has three trimesters, and the first one that's where the majority of interest is being paid. And when people were swapping out mortgages during a high interest rate period, the banks are saying, "Shit, we're losing money, right?" Because we want Marco to step into a new mortgage and restart that uh, the first trimester where you're at paying a higher interest rate. at a higher interest rate, of course. At uh, right, so they're losing money yes. on the interest rate, and, and they're losing money on that cycle. Origination <coughs> fees, origination fees, uh, new mortgage fee. Uh, yeah, you're a dumbass, and you're getting this mortgage with us, but you know, fee. So whatever fees and uh, percentages that they would stack onto that, they were now losing. And so what they did actually is put in a due on sale clause. Exactly. So first, there's a due on sale clause that start started, right? And it's still in effect today. So if you have a, a change of ownership or a percentage change of ownership, it instantly triggers a due on sale clause, which is what everyone knows, right? Oh, you can't do that because the bank's going to pull the, the, the rug from underneath you and call the loan due. And sometimes a loan can be called for many reasons. Most people think that a foreclosure is because you're not making your payments. Well, if there's a balloon mortgage, just quick lesson on, on mortgages because this is important. If there's only a year left in a mortgage and you don't refinance, you're basically going to go into foreclosure. You've done nothing wrong other than you haven't paid the loan back under the terms that are set forth in the mortgage. And I learned that lesson the hard way because I would learn how to take over debt, not realize that there was a six-month balloon payment and I was faced with having to refinance the property and I had made promises to a seller that I would and I couldn't because I was Canadian, didn't have the credit. And you get in a lot of trouble when you make a promise that you can't keep. And I've earned my ability to teach because I've made more lessons than most. And I've been attacked more than most. And I've been injured more than most. And I've licked my wounds and survived. And I want to empower those that to not make the same mistakes. So, and this is very relevant to this whole discussion in that trimester is important as to where we're possibly stepping into debt. But before we get into that, the reason why you want to step into debt is it's cheaper money. And the dangers are that there is a due on sale clause that was trumped by the Garden St. Germain Act in 1982. 
and I, 1986 is important for some reason in this whole thing and I don't I don't remember why I should have done research before just plowing into this but I'm sure we'll get some email and some some hate mail we gotta love the haters that are gonna school us as to what the exact uh, timeline is we just like shooting these podcasts and making mistakes and celebrate our mistakes that's just how we do things because our desire is to be as accurate as possible obviously but uh, stir the pot with those people that are very detail oriented so anyway on a tangent so do on sale clause basically stops people from doing mortgage swaps or equity swaps. Hey, I have, I have money. I'll take your mortgage. Oh, and then they take that money. They take over somebody else's mortgage and they're just basically constantly reshuffling this money in order to avoid paying 18%. Banks say, what the fuck? You know, we're losing money. Do on sale clause. Well, and that's when the politicians came then, in and passed the law with the Garden St. Germain. Yeah. In Utah. Yeah. It's a Utah. Someone in Utah basically said, fuck this. We want to be able to still do this within the confines of the law. So they put together the Garden St. Germain Act in 1982 that basically says that if you structure the ownership correctly, I'm not going to get into the, the whole thing, but it is illegal for a bank to call the loan due. Illegal. Which means you're protected by federal law if you understand the, understand the intricacy of the Garden St. Germain Act. But there's a caveat to this that is it is only valid for single families, duplexes, triplex, and quads. So only residential property. You cannot use the Garden St. Germain Act to your advantage in a multifamily. Ask me why I know that. <laughs> so applying knowledge correctly is important. So back to you, Bob. Well, essentially, that's the the answer to the question is it really possible is it legal so it is and that's backed up by the garden saint germain act of 1982 which you know you're welcome to google search whatever you want to do with it it's it clear as day except when you're reading law because lawyers like to make things unclear to keep their jobs but bottom line is is that that's the legality behind it you now know the reason why this was put into place it just was to help I guess help the people for once not suffer at the hands of the banksters and uh and so here we go well actually it did put an end to mortgage swaps for those that didn't understand how to use the Garden St. Germain Act to their advantage because what people were doing wealthy individuals specifically put their property into isolated entities like an LLC, a trust, FLP, you know, whatever entity that you want to do, use for either asset protection purposes to stay away the, uh, the predators and creditors or leave your estate to your and avoid probate by putting things in an entity that will actually shield them from probate. And you, the do on sale clause would prohibit wealthy individuals from being able to do that. And that's the solution that they created that allows us to piggyback on that and take over debt basically so it's a loophole that was not intentionally created for equity swaps by the way it was originally intended for asset protection purposes Correct. or estate planning purposes or tax purposes to allow you to put things into a into a separate entity in order to without the bank taking it back in order to really take care of uh, your family and your your assets for a long time which underlines the fact that these all laws are written in the at the end of the day to really protect wealthy humans and you just if you understand that and play by that rule you will also be wealthy that's right you don't have to be wealthy to play by the, those wealthy and rules. a fun fact here is that you I mean the banks also technically benefited from this because really the real reason that was that was killing banks is that if you're doing an in, in, so when interest rates are high they're high on loans but they're also high on the interest that they got to pay on your savings right so if you 
put money in a bank, they got to pay a higher interest rate, even though it's minimal, it's still going to be higher than uh, what they would have paid in a low interest rate environment. So when you what, what banks do is when you deposit money, they take that money and then multiply it by 10 and then they lend that out at an interest rate. That's, that's what loans are in mortgages. And when you're doing all these equity, uh, the, these mortgage swaps, if you're swapping with a spread that's significantly high, like, you know, going from eight to 18%, what happens is the bank is paying out more on your savings than they are collecting on the loans. So that's putting the bank in a negative position. And had that gone on, banks would have most likely started defaulting. And that was the main reason why the bank stepped in and said, hey, this can't go on. And the Garden Saint Germain Act, yes, was 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 put into place for the reasons Marco mentioned. And what's fortunate for the bank is most people don't. They just see that something can't be done or is harder to be done or don't know it can be done. And then they just go on with their merry ways. And then, yes, the wealthy were usually surrounded by extremely uh, educated individuals or people who understand the rules and the laws and play by them. And they keep taking advantage of these, these, I guess, not loopholes, but opportunities because it is there for everyone to use. It's not a loophole. It's every single one of you can use this if you know how to use it. And actually, it's it never really went away. And, and Marco, you, you pointed out just before we, we jumped on the podcast, it's actually on a HUD. So if you don't know what a HUD is, it's, it's a closeout statement or like when you purchase a property, it just gives the whole summary of who pays what in terms of the buyer and the seller. And there's actually a line item that Marco that you alluded to that's always been there and just people just fluff over it or just skip over it. I forgot what line item you said it was, but it 203. Was and that's just basically taking over existing debt. And so there is a line item. There's just people don't know how to use it because it, it is a lost art what happened over the years. But like Marco said, you know, the wealthy people know how to use it or use loophole or strategy and they use it to their advantage. And, you know, again, knowledge is power when you implement it. And if you know it and know how to use these tools, you can be much better off, especially in this cycle. Any economic cycle presents opportunities. This isn't going to be no different. This is just to repeat what we did, Marco. And I think you were going to mention before an example, if you did take over a mortgage and there was a balloon, I believe you used to get into a certain strategy where you would do, uh, Lease options. We can talk about that in the next. Oh, you don't want to talk about where, it right now. Uh, right. but That's fine. Well, we can, but it's, we it's, don't need to. We're, Keep them guessing. <laughs> I, I, I want the listener to be upset right now. We're going to talk about something that made me. I think when I started this strategy, I made a hundred grand in ninety days. But they didn't want to hear. They don't no, hear about that. No. 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 It's no interest in it. No. Pocket change. You can't live on it, but it is. It's a good start. Where was I with this? Mortgages are cool. <laughs> If you understand them. And yeah, line item 203 basically is uh, taking over evicting. It basically say, t says taking, it says something like Something's taking over existing debt subject to the, subject to the existing yes. mortgage, leaving the debt in place basically. And if you ask any real estate agent ever, not any, because I think that, that puts too much of a big blanket around most real estate agents. And I take that back. Many real estate agents don't even know that the debt can actually be taken over. And most people go into the word assumption. Now, I don't assume debt. I want to be clear on that. Any debt that we do is a takeover, not an assumption. Assumption means that you're actually qualifying for the loan with a bank. And even if you are extremely creditworthy and are spectacular on credit, the old borrower is still most likely going to stay on anyway if you do an assumption. So it's adding a lot of risk to you as a borrower. And in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of properties that I've taken over debt, not once have I qualified for it. It's a d complete debt takeover, meaning you're just servicing the debt. You're not actually responsible for it, which will be very difficult for some of you to noodle around. Very difficult. 
that you can actually service a debt, own the property. And say it again, you can own the property, but the debt is actually responsible by somebody else. It means you're if you default, you'll lose the property. So you're technically on if you want to keep that property, you better make that payment. And if you don't make the payment, there's some consequences to that as well if you've made promises. And there's a whole bunch of laws against doing things poorly. It's called equity skimming. And you're really going to get in trouble if, again, if you are not careful with these tools, it's like not understanding how to use a gun. You can really hurt yourself and worse others. So that's why I want to not give all the details, but just know that it's a very powerful tool when you really know how to use it. Gabe, I know you want to say something here. No, good. I just wanted to add that, you know, that's the benefit of all this is that you can step into someone's payments without having to qualify for it. So whether you have, uh, whether you feel like you have no money or no credit or poor credit, this is not going to impact your ability to take advantage of the opportunities that are around the corner. Which is, I think, what we're going to discuss in the next episode if we feel like it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. People are listening. Well, that's that. Thank you, listener. And hopefully we're not too crazy for you. Please like us, love us, share us. Tell all you know that this is the coolest thing since bread that was been that has been sliced with swords or knives. And I hope you join us on the next episode. Of course, give us some some great reviews. Always looking for that. And subscribe. And we will see you in the next episode where we're going to. Uh, if you join us, I might possibly maybe share some strategies that can make you very wealthy very quickly. But if you don't want to do that, that's okay. We understand. See ya. Bye. Are you still here? Because I want to know if you're actually listening. Because in three seconds, I'm going to give you the secret that will blow your mind. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.